was in penny pinching. Patty had realised, even more than a year ago, that she'd never like the man, but she'd never have thought it would lead to her dismissal. She barely remembered writing the blog. Yesterday had been a long day. She'd spent it working on a manuscript written in such a tiny, crabbed hand that she needed a magnifier to read it. By lunchtime, she'd had a raging headache that Aspen only barely shifted. Four more hours after that, and she'd felt like there was a small man with a big hammer working just behind her eyes. She'd got home and soaked in a hot bath. Then she'd had a few glasses of wine. On retrospect, that had probably been a bad idea. An even worse one had been signing on to the lonely singles chat room. She'd had to fight off three creeps in the first half hour, and the headache started to come back. So she'd had more wine. Things got a bit blurred after that. She barely remembered being egged on by some of her online confidants to post her thoughts about her tight-ass boss. After yet another glass of wine, she'd posted her blog, then immediately fell into bed. She hadn't even remembered the blog this morning, let alone considered that Richards would have been following it. She should have known better. Richards was just the kind to want to know everything about his employees. But it can't have been that bad, could it? She considered walking straight back into his office and having it out with him. But, in the same way she knew he was a tight ass, she also knew that he never changed his mind after a decision was made. He considered it a sign of weakness. Patty walked around the hallway three times, trying to loosen the knot that had tied itself in her stomach. She only stopped when she caught sight of Richards watching her. The man had a tight little smile on his face that Patty wanted to punch out of him. To keep that urge at bay, she headed to the one place she knew she'd get sympathy. By the time she got back to her office, she was angry, both with herself and with Doug Richards, but mostly with Richards. Who does that asshole think he is? She said loudly as she pushed the door open. Nobody answered. There was a smell in the air she didn't recognise. It burned in her sinuses and in her throat. Whose cat died? She said. That was Jill Stanley's cue for a fart joke, but she didn't take it. Patty discovered why seconds later. She walked through the door to find the secretary sprawled face down across the photocopier. Her rear was in the air. You're not photocopying your face again, are you? Patty said. You couldn't see for an hour the last time. Jill Stanley didn't move. Come on, Jill, stop playing silly buggers. Jill was a long way from playing. Come on, Jill, Patty said, a note of hysteria starting in her voice. Blink, fart, do something, this isn't funny. She had walked far enough to get a view of the secretary's face. Jill's dead eyes stared blankly back at her. Patty backed away but she couldn't take her eyes off the trail of blood and saliva that ran down the side of the copier from Jill's mouth. Jill? She whispered. She hit a chair with her heel, stumbled, almost fell. She put out a hand to steady herself and felt something soft and wet. She looked down and immediately backed away again into the corner of the room. She backed herself against the walls until she could go no further. Her hand shook and she'd developed a twitch in the corner of her mouth that was threatening to turn into full-blown sobbing. George Brooks had been her friend from the very first. He was the one who showed her the ropes. 
the one who told her which of the managers could be trusted, and which was a weaselly little shit who screw you over to get ahead. George was the man who would open a window and shoo a fly out rather than kill it. The man who had pictures done by his kids on the wall above his desk. Patty looked at the big bright cards painted by the boys, and hot tears sprang at the corners of her eyes. A cup of coffee sat on the desk in front of him, and a box with sugar and flour dust on top sat next to that. But George wouldn't be eating any more coffee and donuts. He sat at his desk, upright in his chair. His eyes were closed, and it might have been mistaken for sleep, but his head hung at an unusual angle, starting at the point that Patty had touched. A gaping wet hole in his neck. Patty knew that George would have a white shirt on. After all, it was Tuesday, but everything was red. More tears came, and Patty lifted her head to brush the...